Buffalo, John LaMishra, and Clive Dunn in Dad's Army. Big Guns, featuring John Laurie, Arnold Ridley, and Ian Lavender, with this week's guests, Larry Martin and Julian Orchard. Here is the news, and this is John Snag reading it. Hitler continues to unleash the dogs of war. From the frozen wastes of Russia to the burning sands of the western desert, the ravening hounds of Nazism pillage and terrorize. But down at Warmington-on-Sea, it is a pleasant spring morning in 1942, and a Pickford's van has just brought a surprise delivery to the headquarters of the local home guard. Here. Is your name Mannering? It is. Well, sign this chitty and I'll be on my way. What's it say, Wilson? Smith, uh, uh... Uh, a note from you, a call from us. A date is fixed, no worry or fuss. A Pickford van, a gentle giant, the work is done. A satisfied client. <laughs> no time for poetry. What, what, what's all this about? Look, just sign it. I can't hang about. We've got six more to deliver today. What exactly is it you want me to sign for? Blimey, can't you read? It's got it on the chitty. One thirteen-pounder and two cases of ammunition. What did you say? Mr. Manry, there's a huge firing piece out in the yard. <laughs> yeah, it's a really great gun. What? I'd better go and have a look. Look, will somebody sign this chitty? Yes, of course, yes. Have you got a pen? Yeah. Thank you, first. There you are. There's your chitty. <clears throat> a bigger one? My pen, please. What? Oh, tell me. Yes, there you are. Sorry, sorry. That's all right, mate. That's how I got it. <laughs> Wilson, come and look at this gun. I'm coming, sir. Well, what do you think of it? I say, it's rather big, isn't it? Hitler comes now and blasts him right into kingdom come. <laughs> How's it work, I haven't the foggiest notion. Have you ever handled one of these, Jersey? No, Mr. Wilson. We used to use the Gatling when we was in the Sudan. <laughs> we turned a handle. It's invented by an American dentist named Mr. Gatling. And in the Sudan, we used to form up in a square with a gun in the middle. And when them whirling dervishes come rushing towards us with their blood-curdling cries, we waited till the last minute. And then we used to bob down. And then the blokes behind us would let them have it. Mind you, if you didn't bob down quick enough, you used to get the top of your helmet shot off. <laughs> Hence the expression, get your head down. Really? There's a, there's a plate on the side here, so it says, uh, 13-pounder naval gun. Naval gun? Yeah. Oh, we're in luck. Fraser was in the Navy. That's right, sir, yes. Uh, uh, Chief Petty Officer. Walker, get Fraser and the rest of the platoon. Yes, sir. Here, Tappy, come and see what Father Christmas bought. Well, Fraser should be able to give us the drill. Oh, yes, yes. Oh, look, there's a telescope thing there. Yes, that's right. Uh, there are the sights, Josie. Oh, sights. Oh. Oh, ho, ho, ho. Oh, I can see some sights through it, all right. I can see a stack. And there's a couple of people on it, and there. <laughs> Here, come and have a look, Mr. Wilson. What? Oh, yes, it is rather unusual. Look, look, there's no time for that now. <laughs> hey, look at that gun. Is it eyes, Uncle Sergeant? It would appear so, Frank, yes. Does it uh, make a very big bang? Well, let's face it, it's not exactly a pea shooter, is it, Mr. Copperhead? Yes, yes. <laughs> and it always gives me an awful headache. That's why I used to dread Guy Fox night, sir. Ah, what's all the kerfuffle about, eh? Ah, Fraser. I expect you've seen one of these guns before, eh? Oh, 
Well, to us, it's a very mysterious piece of mechanism. To you, it's probably like meeting an old friend. Yeah, how'd you shoot it, Mr. Fraser? Well, no. Can I say I'm over-familiar with this particular weapon? Surely one gun is very like another. I mean, you, you must know the principle of the thing. Oh, I dare say the principle is the same. Come on, Fraser, show us what to do. Yeah, come on, let's get cracking. Well, it's not just as simple as it looks, you know. However, the basic idea is... The shells go in at one end of that barrel and they come out at the other. <laughs> Steady, Jock. Don't get too technical. <laughs> well, Chief Petty Officer, weren't you, Fraser? How was that? Well, perhaps Fraser didn't have uh, too much to do with guns. That's right. That's right, Sergeant. What did you do? Oh, oh I did uh, all sorts of things. Such as? Mostly I was a cook. A cook? <laughs> a cook? And all the time I thought you were something important. Here, if you were on a ship, would you not think that your food was important? But you said that you'd fought at Jutland. I did not say that. I said I was at Jutland. Sailors eat, you know, even in battle. When the shells are flying, it takes a strong man to stay below and make shepherds pie. <laughs> and an even stronger one to eat it. <laughs> I think you had to be strong to do anything with it. Boats, I, I used to feel a little queasy, even on the seventh half. Well, that's a disappointment, Fraser, but uh, I'm sure we'll manage somehow. Sorry. Sorry I let you down, sir. No, no, no. You haven't let us down, Fraser. Hey, Mr. Mannerin. Yeah? I nearly drove off and forgot. This handbook comes with a gun. I think it tells you how to make it go off. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. Ah, oh, here we are. 13-pounder, quick firing, Mark 5 gun. Ah, all here in the handbook, Wilson. Oh, jolly good, sir. Mm. Good. Now, the gun crew consists of GL, SS trainer, breech worker, and two loaders. Permission to speak, sir. Yes, Jim. I should like to volunteer to be GL, SS trainer, breech worker, <laughs> and two Thank you, Jones. I think that's the entire gun crew. Perhaps they, uh, perhaps they explain it more fully in a later chapter. Yes, yes, I'll read on. Yeah, position for close-up. Oh, we used to do that in the vicar's pantomime, sir. In the funny drill scene, close up, he used to say, and we all lifted our clothes up. <laughs> I bet that was hilarious. It was. The vicar played the dame. He was very good, he was. Yes, he? I saw him. <laughs> Frightened me to death. <laughs> anyway, now let's concentrate on the matter in hand. Number one, the gun layer. Get R. GL. See? Gun layer. Number one, the gun layer sits at the elevating wheel on the left of the gun barrel. Wish to speak, sir? Mm -hmm. I'd like to volunteer to be the GL layer on the left of the gun barrel. If, if it's a sitting job, sir, it might suit me. Yes, very well, Godfrey. Take up your position. Uh, yes, sir. Give him a hand, Morgan. Right. Oh, sit lazy, Mr. Godfrey. Go on. Oh, there you go. Oh, oh, oh thank you. <laughs> there we are. Now we've got him in that seat. He'll have to stay there for the rest of the war. It all right. <laughs> Number two... The breech worker sits on the right in line with the breech, which is that bit where the shells go in. I should like to volunteer to be the breech worker on the right in line with the breech, which is the bit where the shells go in. Yeah, all right, Jones, you sit there. But shall I sit inside saddle or astride? Just sit down. <laughs> now, number three. The loader. Presumably that means the man who loads the shells into the breach, wouldn't you say? Yes, well, that seems eminently logical to me, sir. Yes. Now, the loader. That can be you, Pike. Sir? 
Stands behind the gun layer, which is Godfrey, right, Pike? Stand, stand behind Godfrey. Yes, Mr. Manreen. The trainer sits at the training wheel on the right of the barrel. You can be the trainer, Fraser. Aye, sir. Then there's another loader who stands behind the first loader. Walker, you stand behind Pike. Right, Mr. Manreen. SS stands at the sights. I wonder what SS means. Uh, sights superintendent, you think? Yes. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Thank you very much. That a bit of a you. Right, now, we're all clear so far. <clears throat> this seems not very comfortable, sir. Not meant to be comfortable, Godfrey. This is war. <laughs> now, what's next? Ah, oh, yeah. Clear away any obstructions to the working of the gun. You'd better get rid of Jones here for a start. That'll do, <laughs> Next, open the breach. Right, Jones, open the breach. Yes, sir. Oh, it won't shift. Give him a hand, Pike. Yes, sir. Right. Yes, sir. I think it's rusted up, sir. Here, let me have a go. No, it's no good. Excuse me, sir. Perhaps I can help. Ah. <laughs> there you are, sir. You had the safety catch on. Thank you, Wilson. Wondered how long it would be before somebody spotted that. <laughs> now... Next, the breach worker. That's you, Jones. Reports, bore clear. Right, call out that bit about the bore, Jones. It's a bore. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> bore clear, bore clear. Oh, yes. Bore clear, bore clear, bore clear, bore clear, bore clear. Excuse me, Mr. Manreen. Are we going to do some real firing? Of course we're not, you stupid boy. It's going to pretend. Now, the loader loads the shell into the gun. Right, sir. And calls, gun loaded to the breech worker. Gun loaded to the breech worker? No. <laughs> Just gun loaded, Pike. Sorry. It says the loader should take extreme caution to ensure that his fingers are out of the breech before the breech worker closes it. <laughs> so, as soon as his fingers are clear, he calls to the breech worker, the corner of the page is torn off. It's a funny thing to say. <laughs> Don't say that. <laughs> Corner of the page with instructions is torn off. Oh dear, now we'll never know what he calls, will we? How about hands away? And if he doesn't get his hands away, how about out? <laughs> Warned you once, Walker. We want something brief, to the point. Well, how about fingers out? Yes. <laughs> Now, let me see. Breach worker, close the breach. That's you, Jones. Shut up, sir. I beg your pardon. <laughs> shut up, sir. The breach is shut. Doesn't say anything in the instructions about your saying that? No, but it sounds rather military, doesn't it, sir? <laughs> I think it sounds rather rude. How about once more into the breach? Oh, don't be ridiculous. <laughs> Now, the order fire, the gun layer pulls his lanyard. Right, go on, Doctor. Very well, sir. Just a minute, just a minute. What are you doing? Putting my lanyard, sir. Not the lanyard round your neck. Strangle yourself. The lanyard on the gun. Do you mean I actually make the gun go off? That's what it says here. I really don't think I'm suited to the post. 
He said, I, I start to pull the lanyard and fire the gun, sir. Let me pull it, sir. Let me pull it. You can't reach across and pull it, Jones. What about the kick? I should like to do that as well, sir. <laughs> I'm talking about the kick of the gun, the recoil. Well, I should still like to do it. Oh, be quiet, Jones. Pike, you pull the lanyard. I'm putting the shells in. I can't do both. Don't use that tone of voice to me, boy. <laughs> uh, I'm not exactly overemployed. <laughs> Right, this new pulling. Now, I think we've all grasped the basics of, of how the gun works. Pretty straightforward, so we'll have a practice. That's all very fine, sir, but what are we aiming at? Ah, quite right, Fraser. We need a target. Now, uh, now let's imagine that uh, that milk float over there on the coast road is a tank. Good, well, aim at that. And uh, I'll stand over here and work out the range of the angle of fire. Hey, hey, hold on. It's called inclination, not angle of fire. Oh, is it? Thank you, Fraser. Well, I should say the range is uh, 700 yards and the uh, inclination, four degrees. Godfrey? Uh, yes, sir. Have you got the inclination? <laughs> I can hang on for a few minutes longer. <laughs> Thank you very much for asking, sir. No, no, no. No, no. Uh, Godfrey, no, no, my dear fellow, no, no, no. Turn your little handle to that little... <laughs> That little dial there says four degrees. <laughs> oh, I see. Now, hold on the target in your sights, Wilson. All right, sir. Move the gun barrel to the left. Keep moving to the left. More. Try the target. On target now, sir. Good. Fire when I give the command. Very good, sir. I won't give the command just now if I was you, sir. Why not, Jones? Because the barrel's pointed right at your head. <laughs> Come in. Evening, Captain Manning, even Sergeant Wilson. <coughs> Jones. Oh, yeah, Jersey. Excuse me, Mr. Manning, mm. but I'll be having the toot here in your office. Yes, I think so, Jones. Good, because I've got some sand for the toot, and Walker's got some tins. Joe, bring your two tins in. Right, come in. Excuse me, sir. I hate to appear stupid about this, but uh, what on earth is a toot? Oh, really, Wilson? Fancy you're not knowing what a toot is. Well, I, I wasn't here last night when you fixed it up. Toot stands for technical exercise without troops. Oh, does it? I see. Yes, yes. <laughs> now, we're going to make a, a, a model of Warmington. Yeah. Now that we have a 13-pounder... Our fighting potential is enormously increased. Oh, yes, enormously, yes, of course. If we ever learn to fire it properly. <laughs> we must now conceive our whole form of tactics on a very much larger scale. So, when we built this model, we can see where best to sight our gun to give us maximum firepower. Mr. Mannering, here's some tins for your uh, shoot. Why are they so dented? Oh, well, you see, Mr. Mannering, they get like that when they uh, fall off the back of a lorry. <laughs> now, we need uh, something to put the toot on. Bring that blackout screen over and put it on my desk, Walker. Right, you are, Mr. Mannering. I've got a toy gun here to represent our naval gun. 
Oh, good. Now we've got something to shoot for the toot. There's your black ball screen, Mr. Mannery. Thank you, Walker. Right, Jones, spread your sand over the screen. Very good, sir. Here we are, sir. I'll just smooth it out. Hello. What's this bit of suet doing here? <laughs> that boy Raymond's getting very careless. I can't use it now. It's covered in sand. Never mind, it can go in the sausages. <laughs> Wilson, make a note, will you? No sausages this week. Evening, <laughs> sir. Fraser? I brought as much stuff as I could, sir. Good. And I, I brought a few things that might help, sir. Well done, Godfrey. I've got the sand nice and smooth now, Mr. Manrin. Thank you, Jones. Now, first of all, we'll lay out the high street. Put out the spam tins, walk up, in a line down the middle. Right, sir. Evening, Mr. Manrin. Evening, Pike. I brought a lot of things for the twit. Toot, boy, toot. <laughs> Bless you. <laughs> Now, we need something to represent the church. Aye. How about this, sir? Hmm? Whiskey bottle. <laughs> That's hardly suitable, Fraser. It is empty, sir. Haven't you got something a little more reverent? Only this tin of fruit sauce. Well, that'll do. Good. <laughs> there we are. Now, something for the bandstand. How about this little powder puff, sir? Thank you, John. Don't get it dirty, will you? It's... It's not mine. I'm relieved to hear it. <coughs> now, the allotments. Well, this, uh, Louvre, I do. Excellent. The gas works. How about this tin of bicarbonate? Very <laughs> Now, um, Pike, have we got the tin soldiers? Yes, Miss Manning, here they are. Now, ah, let's see. This knight in armour will be you, Jones. Oh, thank you, sir. This Highland soldier is you, Fraser. <laughs> thank you, sir. Ah, two beefeaters. Walker and Godfrey. And this horseman is you, Pike. He hasn't got a head. <laughs> That's all right. You can be the headless horseman. <laughs> but why should I be the one without an head? They're my soldiers. You'll do as you're told, Pike. <laughs> it's not fair. It's not fair. Now, let me see. We've got a cowboy and an Indian left. I shall be the cowboy. You, Wilson, will be the Indian. Yes. I rather thought I might be. <laughs> I pay attention. Now, looking at this model of Warmington in relation to our new gun, represented by this toy one, you will see that we command this whole stretch of the coast from the Novelty Rock Emporium in the east to Stone's Amusement Arcade in the west. However, as you'll observe, there are certain obstacles in our way. For instance, this, this, uh, this, this powder puff, I mean, this bandstand. <laughs> have to go. Mr. Speaker. sir. Yes, Jim. You can't remove the bandstand, Mr. Manning. I'm the first cornet. That makes no difference, Jim. <laughs> there won't be any more concerts there until after the war, anyway. I know, sir, but I'd like to have something to play in when the war's over. Anyway, I wrote to the town clerk yesterday telling him that it's got to come down in 48 hours. Isn't that a bit high-handed, sir? No, not at all. Believe me, I... I know these local officials. <laughs> the only sort of language they understand. In fact, I'm fully expecting a visit from the town clerk any day now. But they'll never be able to get it down in 48 hours. I mean, it, it's made of solid iron. Is it? Mm. Well, I'll take you down for nothing, Mr. Mannery. <laughs> Just so long as I can keep the iron for scrap, you know. I think we'd better leave this in official hands, Walker. Now, the next thing that is in line of fire is the cricket pitch. 
Scoreboard will have to come down. Oh, no, no, sir, please, please, please. <laughs> Not the scoreboard. <laughs> Sorry, Wilson. I know you're captain of the cricket team, but uh, can't make any exceptions. Well, it couldn't be possible to leave it until the cricket season's over. Unfortunately, the Nazis don't play cricket, Wilson. <laughs> if they did, we'd never have gone to war with them in the first place. <laughs> anyway, in the event of the balloon going up, this will be our new plan of action. Now, have we got something to, uh, to represent Jones's van? Yeah, this toy car, sir. Ah, yes. Right, you jump into your van, Jones, and drive quickly down the high street. Very good, sir. I think we'll do it without the sound effects. Don't mind. Fraser, you're outside your shop. Aye, sir. Jones, you pick up Fraser. Yes, sir. Then pick up Walker and proceed along Eastgate Road to the church hall. He can't do that, Mr. Mannering. Why not? It's a one-way street. Not in an emergency, Walker. Meanwhile, Wilson and I run from the bank to the church hall. Come on, Wilson, who's your Indian? What? Oh, oh yes, sir. <laughs> what about me, sir? Uh, don't I get a lift of the van? Ah, well, as we can never be sure where you'll be at any one time, Godfrey, <laughs> you'd better make your own way to the hall. You can be a sort of relief column. <laughs> well, thank you, sir. Now, let us assume that enemy invasion barges are trying to land troops. We are manning our gun and keeping up a constant withering fire pounding the beaches. They're also dropping parachute troops, so Corporal Jones will take a detachment of men in his van to deal with them. Let's just try that. I'll fire the gun and you move the car, Jones. You ready? Yes, sir. Yes, you're ready. Fire! All right, Jones, off you. Yes, sir. Nim 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 this is a model of Warmington. Well, you could have fooled me. It looks like a lucky dip gone wrong. <laughs> now, look here, Mannering. What's the idea of sending me an ultimatum? I'm not used to getting ultimata. <laughs> the point is that the bandstand has got to come down. Why? Because it is directly in the line of fire of our gun. But that bandstand's a rare example of Victorian artwork. It was erected to commemorate Queen Victoria's visit to this town in 1891. I remember it well. <laughs> I was given special leave to be in the Guard of Honour. And as the old Queen come down our ranks, she stopped in front of me and she said, You remind me of my dear Albert. <laughs> and I looked at her with tears in my eyes and I said... And you, Your Majesty, remind me of my dear old mum. <laughs> she walked away. Hence <laughs> the expression, we are not amused. And neither are we. Now look, you can't say that bandstand's got to come down just like that, Mannering. Before a decision is taken, it's got to go before the town council. Well, put it before the town council, then. Well, I can't do that. It's got to be discussed in committee first. Oh, there's no time for all that red tape. This is urgent. The whole defence of this town rests on that gun. Well, I'm afraid I shall have to take some convincing of that. We'll give you a demonstration. 
Well, I don't know. Right now, if need be, my men are at instant readiness. That's why, sir. <laughs> I mean, we're not really up to it. I know what I'm doing, Wilson. Oh. <laughs> right, number one gun crew, fall in outside in the yard. Number one gun crew, come on out, shot the double. Right, come on, do as the officer Okay, Georgie. Uh, if you'll just uh, follow me, Mr. Upton, I think we might be quite impressed. Right, Pike, you can get this camouflage netting off. Right, Mr. Jones. We, uh, we keep the gun camouflage, Mr. Upton, so that our firing position cannot be observed from the air. Ah! It's netting half dusty. Starts up my hay fever. Never mind about that, Pike. Hurry up and get it off. Ah! Dear. We shall be ready pretty soon, Mr. Upton. <laughs> Camouflage netting is now off, sir. <laughs> right, gun detachment, fall in. Godfrey. Godfrey, what's the matter with you? I said fall in. Oh, I'm sorry, sir, I couldn't hear. I took the precaution putting cotton wool in my ears. In case you let the gun go bang. Well, take it out. Fall in. Oh, yes, sir. Now, you know your positions. Godfrey sits on the left of the barrel. Jones is on the right by the breech. The two loaders, Pike and Walker, stand by with the shells. Now, on the ground of action, I want you to move like grease lightning. Take up your positions. Forward. Action. Right, come on, lads. Come on out. Oh, no, Mr. Godfrey, this is your right arm. That's your left. You're on the wrong side. I'm next to the breach. No, I'm by the breach. But Mr. Speaks and Mr. Godfrey's in my breeches. You're on the other side, Godfrey. A, a pike. Don't pick up the shells yet. No, I'm sorry, Mr. Manning. It's <laughs> <laughs> all over me when you sneeze. It's very unnerving. <laughs> sorry, Uncle Arthur. Oh. They're just a bit nervous, Mr. Upton. So am I. <laughs> Don't worry. Once they've settled down, the whole thing will move like a smooth, well-oiled machine. The gun will pour forth its deadly fire. Deadly? Who to? I'll soon show you. <laughs> Stand by, men. Now, remember... When I call action, I want you to go right through the drill, up to and including loading the shell. But we shall only mind the actual firing. I'm very relieved to hear it. <laughs> Are we ready? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, yes, yes. Enemy tank. Right. Range 500 yards. Action. Here you are, Pikey. Got a shell for you. Shove it up the spout. Right, Joe. <laughs> oh, no, I dropped it. Pick it up, boy. Pick it up. Oh, here you are, Mr. Jones. Oi, mind where you're putting that shell, Pikey. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Shell loaded, sir. Good. Enemy tank right. Range, 500 yards. Oh, Still 500 yards. It's not moving, then. <laughs> Range 450 yards. Inclination 6 degrees. Godfrey 6 degrees. Wilson? Yes, sir? Godfrey got the inclination. <laughs> Godfrey, didn't you hear what Mr. Manning said? 6 degrees in your little wheel there. Uh, oh, yes, yes. 
There we are, uh, uh, six degrees. Right. Are you holding the firing line out? Yes, sir. Yes, yes, yes. Now, whatever you do, don't pull it. No, 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 sir. No, no. I'll, I'll just mine it. <laughs> 400 yards. Fire! Yes, you! Lord, it's gone off! Wilson, I told you not to pull the lanyard. I'm sorry, sir, but it startled me. It just sort of happened. <laughs> just look what you've done to our bandstand, Mary. It's <laughs> <laughs> completely demolished. <laughs> Whatever are we going to do? I'll tell you what, Mr. Mannery. I'll clear it out for you and we'll split the profit, eh? Three ways. How dare you? <laughs> That episode of Dad's Army, based on the original television series by Jimmy Perry and David Croft, you heard Arthur Lowe as Captain Mannering, John LeBeshire, Sergeant Wilson, Clive Dunn, Corporal Jones, John Lardy, Private Fraser, Arnold Ridley, Private Godfrey, Ian Lavender, Private Pike, Larry Martin, Private Walker, Julian Orchard as Mr. Upton, the town clerk, and Michael Middleton as the Pickford's man. Big Guns was adapted for radio by Michael Knowles and Harold Snow and produced by John Dials. (laughs) 